It's September 19th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories today. U.S. President Joe Biden has again said that the U.S. would defend Taiwan in the event of an attack by China. Asked in a CBS interview if U.S. troops would defend the island, Mr. Biden said, yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. The remarks prompted the White House to clarify that the official U.S. policy which does not commit to military action on Taiwan, had not changed. The Chinese Foreign Ministry said it had lodged stern representations with Washington over the remarks. Taiwan responded to Mr. Biden's remarks on Monday by welcoming the U.S. government's rock-solid security commitment to Taiwan. Taipei said it would continue to deepen its close security partnership with Washington. In my opinion, you only get so many times where the White House staff can walk back the president's statements. President Biden clearly thinks that strategic ambiguity of whether or not the U.S. will defend Taiwan is no longer useful. While this is different than the One China policy, I don't think it's possible to argue that America will defend Taiwan, but that there's only one China. Unless, of course, you think Taiwan is that one China. Ukraine's ambassador to the United States said Sunday that Ukraine has uncovered evidence of war crimes of massive proportions in the land that its forces have seized back from Russia in recent weeks. Speaking on ABC's This Week, Ambassador Markarova said there is ample evidence of Russian atrocities in territory that Ukrainian soldiers have liberated after months of Russian occupation. Her statement echoed recent reporting from Ukraine. A mass burial site containing hundreds of bodies has been uncovered in Izium, one of the newly liberated towns. She added, It's tortures, rapes, killings, war crimes of massive proportions. That's why we need to liberate the whole territory of Ukraine as soon as possible, because clearly Russians are targeting all Ukrainians. World leaders are convening in New York this week for the United Nations General Assembly amongst a variety of challenges. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said the strategic divides with the West on one side and Russia and increasingly China on the other are paralyzing the global response to the dramatic challenges we face. Escalating food and energy prices are hitting the world's poorest people hardest, and nations are being devoured by the acids of nationalism and self-interest, instead of working together and resolving disputes peacefully two principles that lie at the heart of the UN Charter and underpin everything the United Nations tries to do. Nearly 150 presidents, prime ministers, and monarchs are on the latest speakers list, a very high number reflecting the importance of the meeting not only for presenting every country's view of the world, but for private one-on-one and group meetings where diplomats say a lot of the world's business is carried out. Elsewhere, climate campaigners have launched 
the world's first registry of fossil fuel reserves, production, and emissions. In a statement on Monday, Carbon Tracker and the Global Energy Monitor said the registry was the first ever fully transparent and public database that tracks fossil fuel production worldwide. Named the Global Registry of Fossil Fuels, the inventory includes data from more than 50,000 oil, gas, and coal fields in 89 countries, covering 75% of global production. It also makes previously disparate or hard-to-access data publicly available, including to investors, experts, and activists. At least 94 people have been killed and more than 100 injured in clashes on the Kyrgyzstan-Tajikistan border, the deadliest in years. Fighting between the two Central Asian states broke out on Wednesday before a ceasefire was agreed on Friday. Violence regularly erupts between the two former Soviet republics, whose border has been contested since the collapse of the USSR. Both sides blame each other for the outbreak of violence. Late on Sunday, Kyrgyzstan reported an additional 13 deaths, taking its total death toll to 59. It added more than 100 people had been injured. Tajikistan said 35 of its citizens had been killed and at least 20 had been injured. The chief advisor and confidant to South Africa's new Zulu king, Misizulu Kazuelatini, has been killed after attending a traditional ceremony, a local official said Sunday. Dumasani Blasius Kumalo's death comes amid a bitter succession battle in the Zulu royal family following the death of King Zawaltini last year. The conflict has seen three princes vie for the position, and while Mrs. Zulu Zulu was crowned king last month, a rival prince is still contesting the decision. Kumalo, who was 76 years old, was killed by unknown gunmen on Saturday night, shortly after attending the traditional reed dance in Nongoma. Local media reported that Kumalo was attacked as he approached his residence. Russia's foreign ministry said today that it was ready for talks on a prisoner exchange to free U.S. citizens jailed in Russia, but that the American embassy in Moscow was not fulfilling its official duties to maintain dialogue. Russia has previously suggested that it was open to a prisoner exchange, which could include U.S. Marine Corps veteran Paul Whelan, basketball star Brittany Griner, and Victor Bout a Russian arms dealer jailed in the U.S. Joe Biden met with the families of Whelan and Greiner at the White House on Friday with Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre saying that the administration is committed to working through all available avenues to bring Brittany and Paul home safely. The Kremlin has repeatedly said that what it called megaphone diplomacy from Washington would not help efforts to organize a prisoner exchange urging closed talks instead. In lighter news, German customs officials say a trail of slime led them to a stash of almost 100 giant African land snails and other items hidden inside bags at Dusseldorf Airport this month. In a statement Friday, authorities said officials stumbled over one of the snails on a baggage truck and initially thought it was a toy until it started moving. By following the trail left by the 8-inch snail, 
they found a bag with a hole with another snail already peeping out of it, possibly preparing a dash for freedom. In total, officials found six bags containing 93 giant snails, 62 pounds of fish and smoked meat, and a suitcase full of rotting meat. All had been imported from Nigeria and were destined for an African goods store in western Germany. The snails were handed to an animal rescue service in Dusseldorf, and the meat was destroyed, custom officials said. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.